Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. $2 late fee. You have one new message. Zach and Dustin, this is Buddy Ravel. You made me mad. Now, me and you and you are going to have a fight in the parking lot at 3 o'clock. Be there. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. <laughs> Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? Who invited you? Uh, I'm new here. Just what we need, another pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, soldier boy. Go screw yourself, asswipe. Wormy little shit. I don't want to know what you Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Think, McCline? Think! Arnie Cunningham. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to the task of beating the shit out of these guys. You guys suck. Alright, my friend, welcome back to you. <laughs> and me. Welcome back to you and I. Together. Welcome back to you. Together again. Uh, Here you, we are, a couple of kids, face to face. Um, silver spoons, like sure. like kind of your own version of it. Yeah, I always do my own spin on things. I here we are, balls to balls, a couple <laughs> of silver spoons. I get that song in my head like once every month, maybe. And Aaron's yeah. like, "What the fuck? What are you doing? Why are you singing silver spoons again?" I was like, "I don't know." You and I together. It's like all day long. 
I think that's for me. It's take it to the limit. Oh yeah. And then Bodie, Bodie will get into that. Yeah. And then yeah, I'll hear Kristen yeah. yell, "Okay, okay, the limit has been reached. <laughs> Thank you." You know um, that by the way, that song is really hard to find. Take it to the limit. Uh, I don't think the original version is available. Oh. Anywhere, um, you have to find it on YouTube. Um. Like the soundtrack. Interesting, because yeah. I feel like it's everywhere. I feel like I see it everywhere. Yeah, I don't think like a digital version. Yeah. I'm I'm using like iTunes as the gauge. Yeah. It's not available on iTunes. I see. Okay. Well. You ever do that where you get a song, you, you look on iTunes for the song, and it's a bad re-recording of the song, like it's a karaoke mm-hmm. version, or mm-hmm. you're like, wait, this Always. is not the right version of this. But it song. takes you a second to process what's happening. Yeah. Like, uh, how oh. dare you? How oh. dare you, sir? Like that's not Linda Ronstadt. Who's that? Yeah. A You're no good <laughs> version of this. <laughs> um, but uh, what are we what are we talking about today? Um, well, I think before we do anything, I, I'd just like to give a heartfelt thank you to our number one fan in Spokane, which rhymes, and I didn't mean for it to, to so it's a little awkward now. Yamin Osei. I hope I am saying that correctly. I uh, hope you are too. And if we if you're not, yes. then I blame. I blame Life. Obama. Yeah. Um, thank you, Obama. No, Yamin, thank you so, so much for sending us this amazing swag uh, that is so thoughtful and unnecessary and uh, really appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening. Yeah, for, to go out of your way, and I know I've said this before in like posts or whatnot, to go out of your way and do something nice for someone just because, uh, that means maybe more so now than it ever yes. has because we need more just positivity and love in this world. That's what we try to provide on our podcast. And um, thanks, dude. Really, sincerely. Yep. for it, it, is, it is absolutely the key to enlightened society, like these kinds of gestures. And so, uh, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. Nope. And it's just very, very nice. So and thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, and thank you all for listening, per usual. Uh, and, and, and listen to this one. We're just getting started. Yeah. Well, if you're just, yeah, if you're just, if you're new to the podcast, we're doing something that we haven't done in quite some time, but is always interesting, at least for me. Um, and that is a top five. We each do a top five list. Um, and today's top five list is very specific um, and needs to be explained. It is the top five Movies in the 80s with a bully in it that happens in a school. That's a really long <laughs> title, dude. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem long until I started saying it. And I'm like, I'm still talking. I'm still talking. I just said earlier, bullies in school. Um, <laughs> bullies in school. Dot, dot, dot. In the 80s. Dot, dot, dot. Early, do you have any early 90s? No, I list? don't. Okay, so I don't either. So it's bullies in school. Dot, dot, dot. In the 80s. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Um, it could take place outside of school, but there are school-related dot dot dot. Yes, a kid was affected by it. Dot dot dot. Yes, a kid. A kid was in school at some point. Maybe we don't. Maybe school is alluded to. Maybe it's summer. Maybe it's summer. Yeah, and but we know that the kids do go to school when they go back in session. Ninety-nine um, percent of the time, uh, it is another kid being the bully, but it could possibly be an adult <laughs> yep. being the bully. Yep. Adult um, bullies are the worst. They're the worst kind they are because they know better. They know better, and yep. they should know better. Yep. Um, and this could take. This is not just elementary, middle, or high school. This could also be college too. Could also be college. Yeah. Um, and most SVU episodes, Law and Order SVU, which is one of my favorite shows, you can trace back to like an an, an adult 
bully, you know, who like an adult bully who abused somebody who then became an abuser, the cycle of life, circle of life. Um, isn't that the, the, the theme though? Like, or is it, isn't that the pattern? That's the pattern. Everything? That's the pattern of bullies. I mean, it is the pattern of bullies. Unless there's something chemically wrong yes. with you. The T- reason, typically, I mean, yes. The reason you do the things you do in life is because of the person that, someone that influenced yeah. you, right? What good or bad? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, so I got to <clears> ask <throat> you a very <throat> serious question. Uh, were you bullied as a kid? Never. Can you imagine? No, of course, of course. Um, I had a lot of bully moments, is what I'll call them. Um, I remember uh, as far back as maybe like kindergarten. No, this is first grade. First grade, being on the bus and uh, Michael Daydon, who was a very disturbed, you know, in the latter category, he was just a disturbed kid. I'm sure he was something, uh, whatever, you know, things were, things were chemical, not, things imbalance. were not right with that guy. He, I was sitting in the front row of the bus and he was like exiting the bus, walking out of the bus and just turned rapidly and just punched me in the stomach as hard as he could and then got off the bus. Wow. And I was like, like, what was that? And it was so confusing. Because up to that point, I don't think I had had any interactions with that guy. I was, yeah, I was going to ask you. You don't really. You never, no, I don't think I said anything to him. Um, you know, in my in my memory. And then I was like, well, "What do I do?" And my friend was like, "Tell the bus driver." I was like, "He punched me." And she's like, "Oh, that guy's the kid's not good." You know, whatever. And nothing, you know, nothing happened. But I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, I wish I had a better ending of that story because I don't remember. I'm sure I saw him again. I was gonna say what, but I feel like I avoided. You him. don't know what happened to him. him. You just avoid no, him. no. I could probably look him up. I should probably look him up. Um, that's that's traumatic. But though. that was Shocking. one, and then yeah, and then in elementary school, um, there was a, a guy who I was kind of friendly with, and his older brother, whose name I'm I'm not remembering, but it was kind of androgynous. Like it was, it could have been Chris. It was it was Carrie. It was Carrie. Carrie. It was Carrie. Yes, Carrie every day would torment me about my afro. So like, you have an afro. And I was, you know, because I did. I had kind of an afro, you know. But you but have this, long this, hair. This became <laughs> the thing. This became the mantra. Yeah. And then he would tell all the other kids, like, hey, doesn't he have an afro? And I was like, do they even know what an afro is? Like, does anyone know? And yeah. then it was like, yeah, he's got an afro. That's hilarious. Ah. Did they ever use anything more uh, culturally, uh, you know, harsh? Um, They Probably, yeah. Probably, I mean, we're afro, not going to say it. We know the afro is what stands out. Yeah, and then, um, and then just, just the, the, you know, I played a lot of sports as a kid, but I was not very good. Mm-hmm. Ditto. Um, Ditto. I've gotten much better at sports. Uh, I think not when me. I hit high school, then I, when I hit high school, I was like, I'm good at sports now. But prior to that, like growing up in the intramural leagues and stuff, yeah, I was not the best. And like, we pick last, and, and I was not picked last, but it would, it would just be like. You know, like the easy grounder that kind of gets, you know, you lose control of it and everybody's so mad at you. Yeah. Like, that's that's me. You like, suck, Dustin. Oh, God. You, what the, you, you know, you're the worst. Fuck. Nice sweatpants, jerk. You Just know, like, ruined our yeah. lives. Yeah. Which is, hap- happens all the time. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And very common. Oh, and then just one other thing I want to say, too, is that there was, there, I did have something that happened also in elementary school with, with this guy 
uh, Jeremy, who was like picking on one of my friends. And then like we ended up, I wasn't like teaming up on him because I wasn't like that. Yeah. But you know those little like uh, burr, like sticker burr things? They're like pointy yeah. things that fall from the trees. Like, totally. My friends started throwing these things at this this kid. And um, and I guess maybe I handed one to him or something to throw. Yeah. And I became one of the antagonists to this, to You're this, to this kid. Complicit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that was like several years of like, Oh crap. Like I had to avoid this guy. Cause he, he found me one time beat, beat me up and Oh, he did. Mm, it was more like I was walking by, didn't see him. And then I sang a new punch in the stomach. That was the common thing. I was always getting punched in the stomach, just punching in the stomach. And I dropped like a stone. And I think, I don't know if I was, I don't know who I was with or whatever, but he, this was like after the incident because I guess he had had a burr in his eye, you know, like so he had gone to the nurse or something because the, because my oh, friend, had shit. Into, but anyway, yeah, you just blinded me. Just that feeling of like, uh, like now this guy's my enemy and now I got to avoid this guy. And we did make up, we made up in high school and it was very cathartic. That's good. Um, that's good. That there's a happy yes, ending to yes. it. That, that's reassuring. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What about yourself? Well, I hated school. I hated school. That's the reason I, I think I've talked about this in other episodes. The reason I became a teacher was to right the wrongs that I yeah, <laughs> had done up to me. Um, you know, and I, I, for many years, taught anti-bully behavior in school. There's a difference between bully behavior and bullying. Um, you know, some not all kids are rotten, and some kids need to learn that you just don't say or do certain things. Um, but all the kids that I had around me when I was a kid were pretty rotten, <laughs> yep. you know, getting uh, swept kicked as I'm walking to, into class and my pants ripping and then, you know, being called uh, rhymes with bag. And, and, it, with F, and I want to say, too, I feel like it always begins with you being in a really good mood, like feeling good always. about yourself, right? You <laughs> always feel like you always feel yeah, great and totally. specifically like middle school, because I feel like yeah. middle school is just kids, you know making other kids feel like shit and that's just part of the day, yeah. you know? But it's just that one thing that sets you off, whether it's, you know, obviously like a physical thing yeah. or just a nice pants douchebag or whatever. Yeah. You're like, I was feeling so good about myself yeah. up made, until that moment. Not to interrupt you, no. but it's just like, that's... That's, a, that's the nail that's on the, the head. Thing. Because being, uh, being, being, thinking you're looking so good, you're looking so good, yep. and then suddenly yep. you just... Feel you crash. Your day is yeah, ruined. You crash down to earth. Ruined. You can't think about anything else. Yeah, and it's all. And I feel like a lot of the bullying moments came from um, circumstances. Like for one, I didn't have. Um, you had to wear a PE uniform in, in middle school, mm-hmm. which I dreaded. Mm-hmm. And my parents, uh, I feel like they couldn't afford it at the time, and so because it was, it felt like it was expensive. So you had to use yeah. the hand-me-down clothes, yeah. uh-huh. and they only had uh, girls' dolphin shorts. And oh, I come no. out for baseball. Oh no! And I'm wearing dolphin shorts. Oh no! And a shirt that's way too big. Wait, wait. To be clear, not Miami Dolphins. No. There's actually dolphin like style. embroidered dolphins or something. Oh, dolphin style. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, little pink dolphins in it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, not not embroidered dolphins, but the dolphin the, shorts, the, the, the style, style, the, the style. style. And so I come out to baseball practice, and uh, there was this kid, Jerome Shaw. Jerome Shaw was. 
I feel like there's a backstory to him. Jerry where, to his friends? Yeah, just, Jerry. Yeah. No, I feel like there's a backstory where yeah. the, probably some, well, yeah, like we yeah. talked about, other things happen to this kid to get him where he is. Yeah. But he would, you know, toss a kid's bike into the street just to be a dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Threw a dictionary at this kid Leon Prince's face yeah. when the teacher wasn't looking. And I come out and he, he, he starts laughing at me. Because I look, I'm, the shirt's way too long. Looks like I'm getting ready for bed. And everyone's <sighs> laughing at me. You know, that, yeah, that, that yeah. word that got tossed around the 80s so much yeah, was yeah, being screamed yeah. at me. And we start playing baseball. And What a uh, great setting for baseball. You know, you're just getting so excited to play now. I'm so happy to be playing And baseball. already, I suck. I never had baseball lessons. My dad yeah. never taught me how to throw a ball. And um, I can't, I couldn't catch a ball worse shit. I could, but I could run. I was always a good yeah, runner. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I love to steal bases. And I remember getting on first and running to second and Jerome was there and he was getting ready to block me and I slid into second on the gravel with dolphin shorts. I looked down and I've got a raspberry, not a raspberry, road rash so bad. Yeah. So bad. And everyone's calling me, you know, everything in the world. Oh, Zach's period started and uh, this whole deal. And, And the coach finally comes over to me and she's like, you know, I think you need to go home. Uh, yeah. I was too embarrassed to call my mom, so I rode my bike home, standing up the entire way with this giant Band-Aid that's, like, leaking. Oh, my God. And come to school the next day, everyone's calling me, period, Zach, and, oh you know, and all this God. shit. And so uh, it was traumatizing. That was just sorry. one of the few. Yeah. My whole point to all of this is that, you know, um, the bullying that goes on, like, in the in that went on in the 80s, it's it's different now, obviously, but yeah. the 80s bullying was so intense. And then they put it in these movies, and it made the movies so much more um, relatable yeah. because we're like, oh, yeah, that happened to us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you've, you've touched on something that I think will carry over into uh, my personal picks today, which is, you know, they're all very relatable and specific to me. Um, I think right, a couple of housekeeping rules, right, when we yes. explain this list um, is that you and I don't know what each other picked here. No. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Um, and overall, I think we should say, too, that the reason we're doing this list today is because in two weeks, we interview the arguably the biggest, baddest bully of all time, Buddy Ravel himself, uh, Richard Tyson. Yes. Um, from 3 O'Clock High, Buddy Ravel, iconic. I mean, absolutely at the top of the 80s bully list. I think he epitomizes sure. everything we love and potentially hate about bullies, you know? Yep. And and he encapsulates just all that all that just pure 80s goodness. That interview we we have in 2 weeks coming up, he talks about the birth of Buddy, some of the the ideas he came up with. One key moment in that movie that always stands out to me that he brought up, he's like, "Oh yeah, that was that was my idea." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was your idea. That's so cool." Um, yeah, so he's left off this list yes. because of that. Otherwise, he'd be at the top of both so, of So, right. So, so if you guys are listening to this and you're like, where's, why isn't Buddy? Why? That's because, yes, he's not on the list. Um, and? Also, also not on the list, <laughs> as my voice cracks. I mean, he could be also be a, a number one, arguably, uh, as far as 80s, 80s bullies go. Yes. Um, and that, of course, is the great William Zabka, who is... A bully in every movie he plays. Um, not quite every movie, but certainly Karate Kid. He's Johnny Lawrence. Uh, back to school. He's Chaz, the diving guy who's really annoying to to Melon. And they ate Melon. How you doing? <laughs> um, 
And I love when he gets he gets a cramp. He gets a calf cramp. Yeah. A oh, calf cramp. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, Such a great movie. And uh, and Greg Tolan in Just One of the Guys, which we recently uh, discussed um, because we had Joyce um, Heiser Robinson on the show. I don't know why I can't speak all of a sudden, but Joyce Heiser Robinson was on the show with us, and that's a great interview. Check that one out. Please do. And I also want to point out, he, he was the boyfriend in National Lampoon's European Vacation. Not a bully yes. per se, but still a douche. Uh, a bully tendencies. Bully you could, tendencies. You could see him bullying. Doucheness, you definitely. Could, I think if yeah. Hart Bachner, actually yeah. Hart Bachner played a bully in Breaking Away as a high school, a college kid. So there you go. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't listened to that interview, that's, check that out as well. <laughs> that's amazing too. That's but amazing too. Yeah. I, I will say that the difference between, in my opinion, Richard Tyson and Billy Zabka is Richard Tyson had exuded a level of coolness quietness that you were like mysteriousness billy zabka when he played the villain in these movies or the bully he was just upfront asshole and upfront like you don't like this guy you right he's he was a privileged white kid with the blonde hair and the you know the his backstory was like probably just came from everything all great and then richard tyson's you know buddy Ravel was like a really sad i felt like he had a sad backstory uh totally but i but i also do think that like if I was going to put, like, Johnny Lawrence as a bully, like, I, we're talking about relatable feelings. Like, when yes. Daniel is avoiding Johnny in the school, like, I'm like, yes. Oh, so relatable. Yes. Like, that, that is easily my number one. Because you're just like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're a guy you're, punching the stomach on the bus. And you're like, oh, right, I don't want to like, see that guy I don't want to see again. that guy again. I'm, maybe I won't take the bus. Jerome um, Shaw is walking down the hallway. I turn and right, go the other way. Right. You don't want to have an interaction. Yeah. You know, you're like, my day's going fine enough. I don't need to be called some horrible name and, and pushed into a locker or something, you know, yep. just because he wants to feel better about himself. So, um, yeah, Daniel's Daniel really in karate kid, that, that feeling of, of just isolation and feeling yep. like no one else is seeing this except for you. No one else is going through this experience except yep. for you. Totally relate yep. to that. And also if you remember how he's kind of introduced to Johnny, it's like, he's feeling great on the beach. Yes, dude. He's like showing off. He's like, I'm a soccer guy. Yeah. Cause and he's his, good. He's yes, a good soccer player. He's a good player. soccer player. And then his friend who he's just met, who's also his neighbor is like, Oh, I saw him doing some of the karate stuff, you know, earlier today when he kicked me in the face with the door. Um, I'm going to get to see him do some of his moves, you know, here on the beach. And of course we all know how that goes. It, it goes terribly. Yeah. Because Daniel doesn't actually know what he's doing. And then his friends like abandon him. They just split. They're just like, oh. Yep. Been there too. Been there too. Right? And Where you're just friends leave you. Yeah. I will tell yeah. you, uh, a friend of mine reached out, the, the beauty of these podcasts, uh, a friend of mine reached out to me who listens to our show, a guy named Dean, and he apologized to Hi, me. Dean. He's like, I never knew you were going through this. Oh, I'm so kidding. sorry. Wow. Yeah. And it was really, uh, really cool that he, that he took the moment to, you know, have that that come to Jesus. That's, so to speak. that's very cool. Yeah. So it's nice, you know, we've all been there. We've all suffered. Um, hopefully you have time to reflect. We've also probably inflicted some pain. I know I have and felt bad about it and yeah. regretted it and apologized yeah, about it. For sure. Um, we've all been there. It's part of the growing. And, and I think the beautiful thing about these movies, and again, I can't yeah. wait to see what you chose. Um, you know, they, they, they're, yeah, they're relatable. They, there's a connection, uh, maybe there isn't in some cases. It's yep. just a really bad villain, really bad bully. Some of the bullies yep. are redeemable. Some of them are definitely not. Yep. Some of them get their comeuppance. Some of them don't. I can't wait. Yep. And we'll have an honorable mention in between uh, towards the end as well. Yeah, we'll have some honorable mentions for sure. But um, uh, oh, oh, also, I, I feel like we should talk about this. 
Scott Farkas, played by our very good friend Zach Ward, who's also been on the show and is an amazing interview. That's a great interview. By um, the way. I don't mean to just yeah, I'm not just plugging random interviews, but but Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story, also one of the could be like a top three bully. He is not on my list. Um, he may be on yours. I can't remember. What, I didn't leave. Okay. I left him off the list for the same reason. We sort of talked about it. I don't yeah. remember. Okay. Because we covered him in our Christmas episode as well. Yes. Here's a here's a deal. Because I know a lot. We have a lot of new f- fans and listeners to the show. Uh, if you, oftentimes people just go, oh, I'll click the newest one. Click the newest one. Our content is so rich. Not not the <laughs> not the toot our own horn, but toot toot. Um, sincerely, go back and listen to those if you haven't. If you have, listen to them again because second right. time around, it's like reading a book. Like you get a well, little bit more information. I, I just want to say, I think contextually it will help because yes. a lot of times we get these notes about like, why don't you guys talk about that? And you're like, well, because we talked about it like ten episodes ago yeah. in depth, and we were we just don't want to cover all territory. So. If you're feeling that, like, why aren't they doing about that? They drop the ball. It's like, sometimes we do drop the ball, but more than likely, it's that the ball was just carried in a different episode. Totally, yeah. yes. And, and also, I'll tag on to that. Um, it's not just the fact that we might miss something, but this is also our personal list. So there may be yes. movies we don't bring up because it great didn't point. hit home as hard for great us point. as it does for you. That's not to great say point. it's not a great movie, and it's not to say that it's not a great bullying film. It's just for, not in our top five. Great point. So, yeah, so that's a lot of exposition, and if you're still <laughs> listening, thank you so much because we're like 20 minutes in. We haven't even started the list, but I just want to be clear. Nobody revel on this list, no William Zapka movies, and no Scott Farkas, a.k.a. Zach Ward, our friend, Episode, I don't know what episode that is, but that's check it episode out. ten. I oh, think. it is uh, because the uh, our our son, my son Bodie, <laughs> was the number he is eleven. Our son. Actually, he is eleven or twelve. Like, you know, he's our son. He is our son at this point. Um, no, I think it's actually he's episode twelve. I believe. Okay, yeah. Anyways, right. it's, it's so, around that time. Around Christmas. Listen to all the episodes. Yeah. So. Um, Thank should you. we just get right into I, right. it? I love, I love it. We always talk for like 25 minutes. Like, should we just jump into it? It's like, well, we've been talking for 25 minutes, so let's just jump into it. Um, Editing is a beautiful thing. Right? Shall I go first? Or did we, you want to flip a coin? Do you feel any... Because you said, shall I go first? Yeah. I think you should go okay. first. Oh, and if we, if we share the same list, or if we share the same guests, we'll just cover that. Just one time. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so there we'll might be some over. some bleed through there, but we'll, maybe not. Okay. So this is a little random, but my number five, and and, and I don't want to wax on a lot about these movies, especially like the ones that are like kind of in the high high higher numbers, um, because I know we do have a lot to get to. So there may be some of these movies we may go into greater detail down the road. That's that's great point also. So great point. <laughs> so I'm just saying you never know. Yeah, because yes. th- personally, there's one that I know I want to really get to digging deeper. We're just talking about the bullies and you know, bada bing, bada boom. Okay, so my number five bully in '80s high school, like father, like son. Oh yes, that was my honorable mention. Really? Yeah, dude. Uh, the character of Rick. Rick. This high is, school. This is 1987. <laughs> like father, like son. Rick is um, played by an actor named Micah Grant, who only did like a, a really a handful of, of roles, and and his career, it seems to be over by 91. Oh man, he just stopped it's a shame. acting and things because he's so good in it. He is one of the best bullies yeah. <laughs> I've ever encountered, and obviously the fact that it was your honorable mention, you agree. So like father, like son. For those who don't know, was part of that. Um, wave, wave of movies that were body switching. 
So you had vice versa. You had 18 again. Yes. You had, um, you know, Freaky Friday. Um, and Like Father, Like Son stars Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore. Uh, a very odd pairing to begin with. It you is. Know, it's just it's the so strangest. Good. So good, dude. Just the strangest pairing ever. Our boy um, Shan, Sean Astin, too. But our boy Sean Astin. And this part of the reason why I picked this movie is because this movie features cool Sean Astin. <laughs> Cool. Sean Astin plays a character named Trigger, who is Kirk Cameron's best friend. And he's cool. And he's good. He's he's, actually really cool. He's got good comedic timing. Great. Um, You know, and so Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore, they switch bodies. And, you know, hilarity ensues. And basically, um, you know, Dudley Moore is just trapped inside Kirk Cameron's body. And he's like, why? You know, he basically gets relentlessly realizes that his son is getting relentlessly bullied by this character Rick who's just such a dickhead he's such a dickhead and he's this he's this he's the son of Dudley Moore's boss he's the son of Dudley Moore's boss exactly who's a doctor they're doc- Dudley Moore's a doctor his boss <laughs> his boss is like the head of the hospital something yes yeah <laughs> or the or the wing or whatever yeah you know, yeah you know, his specialty yeah and Dudley Moore is super bright yeah. Kirk Cameron is he's just like an average teen Terrorized yeah. by Rick. Just terrorized by Rick. And Rick just plays oh. that just, I'm just a douchebag for the sake of being a douchebag. Hey, come on, we're on the same team. What do you say we just call a little truce, okay? Yeah, okay. For the good of the school, asshole. Hey, Rick. What? Nice race. Look, Rick, whatever you want, okay? Come on, Rick. Leave him alone. He's a good kid. Hey, well, you better watch your step, dickhead. That, that scene where he dro- the, drops the baton. Well, and- <laughs> one of the things that I never understood about this, really, yeah. is like... I understand if you if you and I body switch and you have certain talents like you're like you're a great basketball player yeah and you like if you're a great basketball player and I jump into your body I'm not automatically going to be a great basketball player but if but as far as track goes like I was a a very good track runner I never really bought the fact that like Dudley Moore didn't know how to run well they kind of touch on that a little bit because because he's so when when they switch bodies, Dudley Moore's so excited because he's like, "Look at this body! I can do whatever I want." But it's like he's not used to it yet. This is where vice versa failed, in my opinion, because <laughs> Fred Savage was not this. No, Dad, I don't talk like that. Like Judge Reinhold was way over the top yeah. as Fred Savage. Yeah. I feel like they captured. This is a good connection. Like I feel like. Kirk Cameron playing Dudley Moore was better than Dudley Moore playing Kirk Cameron. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. But I just I just felt like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to run, like your your body's still conditioned to be a certain way. And even yes. if you're not familiar with how you take the steps, you just feel like you can get there faster. Like you're not he, like a baby. He like couldn't run. No, he, he didn't did. know how to. He's like, I don't know. I've never used <laughs> That's my true. legs yeah, before. And you're he right. was just so like very bumbling the to the point where I was like, nope, nope. You know, it's very over the um, top. So it's not a movie that I love overall, but I but the bullying is like unbelievable. Got a great soundtrack. Um, oh, when they play Wild Side by Motley <laughs> Crue, that was from my dad. And he goes over the, yes. the spikes with the, in the car. Yes. And the, yeah. yes. But and then he then um, Hammond gets Rick's girlfriend. Yes. And so that was that was the <laughs> other aspect of it too, of course, because he has to of for course. 80s movie law. That was when Kirk Cameron was Kirk Cameron was at top of his game he was he was hot from growing pains he hadn't gone off the crazy train he was they were trying to make him the next michael j fox kind of and you know, he in a different way easily could have been um for sure he i mean he was hugely popular and then he just married chelsea and uh got a little religious and mm. that was the end of that yeah yeah 
And then, yeah. his, and then he just his he was like he started making decisions about his career based on his religion and judging everybody else yeah. uh, in in Hollywood that way. So yeah. that was when TriStar was yeah. putting out with the opening yeah. with the horse with the wings, the yep. Pegasus thing. Yep. Oh, I love yeah. that. She's gonna be excited. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. And you're right, Sean Astin, he got the like ayahuasca or whatever the body changing serum was from the desert. Right, uh, right, in a Tabasco bottle and then he's like it's <laughs> his uncle was in his uncle. Yes. Yeah, brain, brain, tr- brain transference brain, serum. Brain transference serum. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> yep. doesn't his uh, uncle trade places with a cat or an animal yes. or something like that? Yes. Yeah. But he sets the house on fire practically when the when the, the woman comes over. He picks up the woman at the... She's so hot. I think her name's Margaret Collin. Milk before milk. She was actually in True Believer with before he was crazy James Woods. But um, oh yeah, no, I know we're spending a lot of time on this yeah. movie, but I just love yeah. this movie. Yeah. It makes me want to watch it yeah. again. Maybe we, we will have to now. Yeah, I think we will. All right. My turn? Yes. All right. My number five is a very dark film. It's a, it's a border, it's an exploitation film. Um, co-written by Tom Holland, who did Cloak and, who wrote Cloak uh, and Dagger and directed Fright Night, two personal favorites. Not the star of Spider-Man, Tom Holland. No, not yes. the star of Spider-Man, Tom Holland. My number five <laughs> is the 1982... Class of 1984. Class of 1984, yes. And the bully, the bully is played by Timothy Van Patten, um, but he plays Peter Stegman, and he is beyond evil yep. in this film. Yep. And Perry King plays this teacher, new teacher to his school. The school's, This is way before like uh, we were talking about violence in school. It's kind of ahead of its time. Roddy McDowell's in it in a great little role, like an alcoholic uh, angry teacher Michael J. Fox when he was known as Michael Fox um, and I just love class of 90, 1984 Peter Stegman is just this evil piece of shit you just want to see him get his ass handed to him and he does at the end which originally wasn't going to happen but they reshot the la- the final scene uh, it's it's classic it's a classic he ends up going through the roof or something right he, yeah he like falls yeah well there, yeah there's this classic scene at the yeah. end where where uh, you know there's the climax where Perry King's character Norris is uh, battling Peter Stegman on the roof of this um, gymnasium or concert hall while there's a concert taking place. Yeah. And yep. Peter Stegman falls through the roof, the window. Peter he's holding Stegman. by Stegman. He's holding <laughs> on to a rope. And and you think at one point, uh, Norris like yep. realizes he's going to help him. Yep. And, uh, and he reaches out to grab Stegman. Stegman has a knife in one hand. He's holding on with the rope. He goes to knife Norris. And Norris just... Looks at him like you little shit, yeah. and just hits him right in the Wails face. Him. It's the most satisfying. It's so scene. satisfying. I, I, I've seen that many times. I don't understand why villains always try and get the upper hand when they're One. in a vulnerable place. You know, yeah. like you're about to die. Let me just try and maybe I'll just get you before I die. Like, like why don't you get you know on solid ground first <laughs> yeah. and then attack? Well, because you're yeah, you're not devoid. You're devoid of empathy, right? Um, they're yeah, yeah, you're, you're but you're not devoid of of self-preservation. Uh, yeah, that's, you that's, think. The, that's the weird thing. Um, but this, but Stegman is a piece of shit. He he rapes Norris's wife. Uh, he he's and and Norris. Have you even explained that Norris is just like a teacher? Yeah, he's like, just he's a teacher. Just like, Honest, like he's, he's just, just like, come to the school. He's taking like over for worst. a teacher. Yeah, that that has like a, right had a breakdown or something. Yeah, or sub, yeah, he's like a substitute basically. Yeah. he's basically a substitute teacher. And and he's yeah. he's kind of going job to job. He needs this job because yeah. his wife is like, let's just get out of here. And he's like, I need this job. 
And especially right now, we're talking about teachers, you know, in vulnerable states, and he is so vulnerable. Uh, and Stegman is such an antagonizer. The class begins at 10 o'clock sharp, Mr. Stegman. Ivory Joe from Kokomo. Do I get the fucking gig? No. But maybe I'll give you a shot when you grow up. Now get out. Stagman doesn't play in other people's asshole bands. Anyway. Class of 1984 is just cult, uh, down and dirty. And uh, and Stegman is just you know evil. So that's that's my number five pick. That's a great pick. I will say too, this is this is I'll, I'll give you guys a little a little plug for podcasting after dark because oh. you break down this mu- movie movie you break down this movie beautifully, uh, you and Corey. So oh thanks. You can check out that episode, and that's the only time I'll plug. <laughs> Podcasting after dark because they have more followers than uh, we do. Right? They don't. <laughs> At this yeah, point. yeah. They don't need the followers. Uh, you guys don't need it. You're like they, as if it's not you. Like they. But, oh yeah, yeah sorry. But you, the you, royal we. You, the royal we. Um, no, but thanks, that's, that's a great pick, and yeah, and that's um, that's probably an example of a movie that would make you not want to be a teacher. The no opposite doubt. of your bullying experience. No doubt. No. Yeah, yeah. No, that was definitely one where I thought, oh, is this is what it's going to be like? Because Roddy McDowell has a horrible scene in that movie. Oh God, it's such it's, a terrible scene. It, I mean, it, you you when you said it's dark, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. And dare I say, very relevant. Yeah. So yeah, number five. So be thankful you all have Zoom classes, kids. <laughs> that you you don't need to go to school because you won't see Stegman. I'll say hug your pets too. Um, Kiss yes. and hug your pets. Oh my God. Oh yeah, that that's not okay. <laughs> no. No, no pet violence. But it, um, it definitely get, hate, makes you hate the character no more. No pet violence. Never, never do anything to pets. Yeah. Oh, I can't even talk about pet violence. Um, <laughs> okay. Neither, sorry. No, no. Makes I, you want to hate the guy. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, so my number four um, is a film uh, from 1986. Um, it is called Lucas. That was on my long list. Corey Haim. Mm. And, um, yeah, Sorry. I feel like this is a movie that you and I have, have certainly touched upon um, many times. Corey Haim plays the titular character, Lucas, um, who is um, a sweet little guy who meets a new girl and who's just moved to the school. And, of course, she has a crush on Charlie Sheen because, you know, why wouldn't you? It's Charlie Sheen. And, um, and she's played by Carrie Green, who is... It's so, it's so rhyming. I feel like I'm so rhyming, and I'm not meaning to be today. Um, so rhyming, and I don't have the timing. But uh, Carrie, you, what, what's Carrie Green from? Uh, Carrie Green from Goonies, yeah, of course, yeah. And um, and I haven't even said who the, the, the bully is, so I should probably do that. But the the bully is um, a character named Bruno, played by an actor named Tom Hodges, um, and Bruno is just yeah, it's just like that. That really relatable, like he's an you know he's an upperclassman, mm-hmm. and he's just fucking tearing into Lucas and Lucas's friend, um, oh, man. who's trying not to be you know afraid of of Bruno and um, and it's Bruno and it's and Spike. Spike is the other bully, and Spike is played by Jeremy Piven. So Jeremy Piven and Tom Hodges are just like you know they don't care they don't care that Lucas is like three feet tall. 
Um, yeah. They don't care that he's, you know, not athletic and actually has no chance of beating them in any way. They just are relentless. He calls him leukoplakia, which is like a cancer of the mouth. And um, they torment him. And the reason I chose this movie is because, like, it's a very relatable um, bully from the tormentor side and also the tormentee side. Yeah. Um, but this movie also has so many people in it that uh, went on to become uh, big stars. This was actually Winona Ryder's first movie. That's right. Um, which uh, is interesting. And Bruno's girlfriend um, is the sort of, quote, high school love interest from Three O'Clock High, an actress named Annie Ryan, who um, plays Franny. Um, yeah. Oh, and yeah. So she's the bully's g- girlfriend. And um, one of the memorable, you know, scenes for some reason this always stands out to me is that Bruno's in the movie theater concession area and he's like picking out some snacks he's like I want some Reese Pieces from my girlfriend <laughs> yeah, there totally Reese Pieces and it's I'm a like, great line Reese's um, <laughs> I said that over and over yeah, again yeah and I later learned that people actually called it Reese Pieces they thought that that was what it was called was oh like, really yeah idiots Reese's Pieces everybody Reese's Pieces hello it's very easy hello McFly um, and also Courtney Thorne Smith is in it oh and, yeah that's um, right Oh yeah, because she's isn't she? She's Charlie the, Sheen's girlfriend. And then Winona Ryder kind of doesn't. Oh no, Lucas kind of likes. Or Winona Ryder's character likes Lucas, right? Yes, Winona likes Lucas. Knows the truth about where he lives. Yeah. That he's oh. you know he's not. Oh, it's heartbreaking. He's not rich. He pretends to be rich, but he's actually the gardener for that house. And oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's all it's all very sad. And ultimately, you know, it, it kind of has an uplifting ending. Yeah. I, doesn't I Bruno kind of come around a little bit? They, they come around. They give him. They award him with a varsity jacket after he gets mauled on the football. After they team. put icy hot on his balls. It's it's all. Don't they me- do that? They, yeah. It's it's that's n- fucked up, man. They the whole <laughs> the whole movie is not. It, it, and and to be really dark, just for a second, this is allegedly the movie where Charlie Shane raped Corey Haim. Um, <laughs> so not, you, I, yeah, you know what horrible. I mean? It's yeah. So there's just a, a kind of a dark cloud over the movie in general. But it is one of those movies that I watched a lot, and me you know, too. And it was like all the time. And I always, oh, the and soundtrack, it, and, it, and it, yeah, and it tripped me up that like his name was Lucas, but they they actually like play with a locust. Yes, like I'm like, well, are we just having wordplay, or is that like, is there like, it's is, like Dora the Explorer? You know what's going on here? <laughs> um, so, oh, but it's yeah, anyway. dude, that, that yeah, you totally hit the nail on the head. I know that's so tricky about movies back then versus now like can we watch it we we have this lens we now watch this movie with knowing that something allegedly happened in there and we're like can we still enjoy the movie even though i want to say yes because we didn't know i don't it's tricky but i will say that that movie was on the regular back in the day hbo Uh, all the time all the time time. and such a good movie man Corey Haim was so good you know he's such a good actor he and, yep. and and that is so lovable and yeah when he gets knocked over and they think he's dead at one point you know in the football game yep. you're just like oh his my glasses God. are broken oh, under his helmet that's the kicker for his me, bloody dude. glasses the bloody glasses like, yeah. oh yeah it's oh it gives me chills just thinking it's about horrible. it but yeah, yeah Bruno was a total yeah. douche and that was that's a perfect example of a villain or a bully having a moment at the end where it's like okay well things are gonna work out okay yeah. I hope. Yeah. After all that terrorism. Right. Presumably now they won't just And mess he'll with be him. the kid that fails yeah. in life and Lucas will be the one that His becomes boss. the CEO. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Damn it. 
That's right. Damn it. That's right. <laughs> Damn it. Are we moving on to my number three? Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. All right, my number three. Oh, it's one of my favorite Ooh, 80s I'm excited. school movies. I'm excited. Um, it's the 1987 James Belushi action drama, The Principal. Okay. So, like, similar, similar themes, like... Like intense violence in school. Yeah, I yeah. think I really uh, these movies were so cathartic for me because I'm like, ooh, the 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 bullies finally get their comeuppance, and I visualized like, man, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, being in a school and dealing with all this shit, you, those things go through your head. Yeah. And I would love to take that guy and throw him off a roof. You yeah. know, like yeah. shit like that. It's come on, let's be real for a minute here. You know, let's be real. you envisioned taking revenge on these people. And you were a kindergarten teacher. I was, yeah, because look, look, you take what you transform yeah. Yeah. it, right? Like yeah. the phoenix rising. Yeah, you got, um, you got them young so that you could instill the positive seeds. Yes, and you will never be bullies because you will. Yes, you, you will, will. You will leave my class and. Bullyproof. I hope. I mean, yeah. I think I, I never talked to my kids about any of this stuff, yeah. my students. But I I would always say, you know, I know what it's fe- I know what it feels like to have yeah. something happen to you traumatic or something you go, you know, that was really messed up. Yeah. And then watching the principal as a kid, eighty seven, I was like, I was eleven years old. I remember watching that movie all the time. Lou Gossett Jr., who's so badass in always. that. Radon Chong, yeah. who who's fantastic in it. But mm. but but James Belushi. Is just he's like a lovable, lovable scummy guy. You know, yeah. he's the bachelor. He drinks Carnation Instant Breakfast with a can of Coke, yeah. and then he has a Carnation Instant. Like there's a there's a funny gag through the thing where he's got the Carnation Instant Breakfast, yeah. which I had. I'm sure you did too. Sure, probably from the movie. I'm like, oh, I need to have that. Maybe from the principal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and he's got he's got that, and then he does it with milk, and then he's got a Coke. And then later on, he's got a beer, and he spits it out, and he takes the beer with him to work. You know, yeah. He's the new principal at this rundown school. Uh, he, again, needs a job, and he's stuck there. And the villain... Yes, you haven't mentioned the villain. The villain, yes. the bully, is Victor Duncan, the drug dealer, uh, played by Michael Wright, who yes. I love Michael Wright in this Robert Townsend movie called The Five Heartbeats. Um, if you've never seen The Five Heartbeats, it is a great musical... Based around Motown groups back in the day, it's fictional, but highly recommend The Five Heartbeats. But Michael Wright is such a good villain as Victor Duncan. He's so evil, and he's got no remorse. And again, it's it's a situation where he gets his comeuppance at the end, but it's not exactly what you would expect. It is this moment where it's like, no. No more. That's the theme of the movie is where James Belushi says, no more. Like, I'm not going to let this happen anymore. No more. And, uh, oh, my God. It's, he, he takes this rundown school and he turns it around. I want you in prison, man. But I can't. Because nobody saw what you did to Emil. So I'm going to catch you. And you're going to wish you were in prison when I do. Fuck you. No. Fuck you! You're not the principal here anymore, fucker! And if you come back tomorrow and you try, you're going home in a body bag! You threatening me? You're a dead man if you come here tomorrow! I smell you, you fucker! You're dead! Yep. Great characters, great supporting cast. Um, Isai Morales is in it in a small role. Um, 
there's a character named White Zack who's really funny because I'm like, oh, that's funny, White Zack, you White know? Zach. White Zack is shit. And uh, and my brother used to call me that all the time after that. That's White Zack nice. is shit. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Um, but yeah, Michael Wright is a great villain in that. The Principal. Go watch it. If you haven't seen it, revisit that shit. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And and so will your number three be uh, Principal Two with like Treat Williams? And <laughs> no, that's the sub. Oh, oh, substitute. That's, that's a substitute. substitute. Right. Those movies are good. Oh, that, this, yeah, and right. Tom Berenger's in the first one. Those almost made it on the list. The, the problem I have with a lot of these villains is that they are so one-dimensional. Yeah. You know, and like like and a bully for the most part in a movie is just going to be like a supporting character and she's going to come in and like yeah. you know we get it you're you're evil you're going to get some kind of come up and whatever it is, but. Um, like like Stegman, for example, when the character is so prominent throughout the whole movie, and there's nothing positive about them yes. ever. Yeah, you ever. know, it's it's a little hard because you're like, okay, because like I want to have that moment where I'm like, oh, maybe okay, this is why. All right, I get it. Like why he's this way. Like Buddy Ravel, you know, you realize yes. a little bit. Yeah. Yes, I think that's an important aspect. Yeah. So it's not just evil, 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 evil for the sake of chaos and evil. I think I was I was such a I was so. Uh, Good versus evil was so influential in my life, you know. Yeah, you either you, for sure. There's no gray at the there's time. No gray. There's, there's no, no gray. gray. There's no gray. There's no gray. Right. Um, yeah, and I yeah. think I think uh, Victor Duncan was, again, you know, his backstory probably comes from a broken home. He's a drug dealer. Like you get to that point because something horrible happened to you. Stegman was just a sociopath. Right. Um, you know, Bruno had his redeemable quality at the end. You know. Uh, he but, did, but I'm just saying that that's important to me. To yeah. just, I just want to see a little of that. That's why I love at the yeah. end of the principal. You're like, oh, that's not what I expected. That's true. That's true. And I'm not going to reveal it. Don't. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it close to your chest. Are we on to number three? We are. We're moving right along. Wow. I love it. I love it. Okay, my number three bully in the '80s in school is a bully from the movie Some Kind of Wonderful, 1987. Oh my God, yes. Craig Schaefer as Hardy Jens. And what I love, I mean, I love Some Kind of Wonderful. Me too. Overall, it's it's um, one of those movies that um, has just a very specific tone where like it could have gone very like comedic and it didn't. Yep. You know, it's just very, it's just very real. Um, Eric Stoltz, Leah Thompson... Um, and Mary. Craig Schaefer oh Mary Stuart Masterson yeah. of course um, yeah I don't I don't want to get too deep into the movie because I feel like this is a movie I do want to cover at me some too. point because I just fucking love it and the soundtrack's great me too and everything about it um, oh so good but Craig Schaefer's character is is it Schaefer or Schaefer Schaefer right uh, it's Craig Schaefer it's Craig Schaefer it is Craig Schaefer Yes, I'm just mispronouncing his name all over the place that's just because it's I'm Schaefer and he's Schaefer that's and... exactly why I'm doing it <laughs> thank you um, thank you very much Zach Schaefer <laughs> um, his character Hardy Jens is the equivalent like we had an episode recently and I was telling you I was like I play tennis and you're like were you wearing like a sweater around your arms that's who I think of with the sweater the, Hardy Jens his character in this movie definitely wears a sweater around his arms when he plays tennis he's, that was it he yep. is wealthy he yes. is uh, privileged he is privileged he's white privilege just masquerading as you know, goodness. He's trying to, you know, like, I'm the good guy here. But um, he is a son of a bee. And um, 
I love how you edited yourself and we've already dropped enough. Right, I've, I've been like, fuck, fuck, fuck. He is a son of a beeswax noodle face. Oh, you um, ding dong. Right. Uh, yeah, he's scum. He's, he's scum. scum. He's scum. He, he treats Leah Thompson, his girlfriend in the movie. Just, just a quick backstory here, right? So Eric Stoltz is our main character. He's in love with Leah Thompson, whose character's name is Amanda Jones. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary Stuart Masterson plays Eric Stoltz's best friend, Watts. She's a drummer. Her so name good. is Watts. And she's oh. kind of a tomboy. She loves him. He doesn't know. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's basically pining after Leah Thompson the whole movie. And Leah Thompson is dating uh, Craig Sheffer. And, um, you know, of course, you know, Leah Thompson does go on a date with Eric Stoltz. Again, won't say exactly what happens. But, uh, you know... Craig Shepard's like, well, I'll be a good guy. You, you, you come back to my party after your date. Come back to your party. And Eric still sees a smart guy. He knows what's going yeah. on. You know, he's just, he's the guy who's like, talks a big game, but he's like, wants his friends to beat Eric Stoltz up. He's a coward. He's a total coward. Um, yeah, because I, I forget what the line is, but he's like, you know, I would do it myself, of course. But Right, but, I, you know, I'm a host. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm hosting like this party. To that yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Glad you could come by. It's getting late. I was worried you were going to disappoint us. Did you have a good time? Yeah. yeah. She's deceptively innocent, isn't she? Clean and nice on the outside. Did she do you? See, <laughs> the one thing that um, I'm glad about is that you get her used. Back off! That was not very smart, friend. I don't even care about you. She's the trash, you're just a fool. Take him outside and kick the shit out of him. Why don't you take me outside? What, what? I said, why don't you take me outside? I don't play that way. I would love to. You see, I am the host here. I have guests. What is the name of the actor who plays the skinhead in that? The love Elias Cotillas. Yes. Oh, man. He's yes. So good. He's so great. Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. But I remember seeing, I love Craig Sheffer. Uh, and I loved him in That Was Then, This Is Now, one of my favorite 80s coming-of-age yeah. movies. And he and I remember seeing him in this and going, oh, he's such a dick. He's, yeah, it's a bummer. And there's yeah. been a few times in my life when I've, Eric Roberts being one of them, yeah. where you see them playing this hero, and you're like, oh, they're so cool, yeah. and I really like them. And then suddenly they go play the 180, which I'm sure for them was great, and he does a great job. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I gotta hate this guy. Yeah, man. I don't want to hate him. I know. Oh, man. I so, love that movie. I love so, that movie. Yeah. yeah, we will go. Dude, that there's so much good stuff about that movie. There's so many layers to uncover. Leah Thompson's married to the director. They met on that movie. Like, it's just amazing stuff. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Dude, yeah. awesome. Yeah. John Hughes. Yeah. Yep, John um, Hughes, exactly. And it's, yeah, okay. I have that on, have the soundtrack on cassette. Yep. Um, all right, we're in threes now. Yeah? Number? Yeah, okay. yeah, I just did three. So, my number three, my personal number three, is another dark. <laughs> villain um it's it's in my opinion one of the best adaptations of a book uh, okay. from this author there have been a myriad Outsiders? of films based around these this guy's books and no, they're they're either hit or miss they're either classics or they're trash i consider this a classic uh it's the 1983 john carpenter's christine and oh, i'm talking wow. specifically about a one-dimensional bully who gets his comeuppance in every good way. I'm That's talking about good. another buddy, Buddy Repperton. That's really good. Played by William Ostander, 
Ost- sorry, that's... played by William Ostrander. Um, and and there's that's really good. So quick backstory, because we won't probably cover this movie. Well, who knows? Uh, Keith Gordon is the lead actor in this film. He plays Arnie Cunningham, and I'm not going to say Arnie. I'm not going to say what Buddy calls him, but um, it's a play on words with Cunningham, and it's a female body part. And <laughs> you get the I get you get the gist. Hey, Mr. Harris, why don't they have your name on here anyway? Arnie Cunningham. <laughs> why doesn't it say Cunningham? Just take it, Arnie, and let's go eat. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you want to go for it? Put the knife down in my will. Down the knife, Reparent. You want to make me put it down? Hey, you got a knife and he doesn't. In my book, that makes you a chicken shit. Yeah, that's chicken shit. Oh, yeah? Put it down, buddy. Yeah, put down the knife. Come on, buddy, just put down the knife, okay? He's such a good villain in this. Yes. He's so evil. Yes. And he's got that 80s kind of rocker hair. And he, he looks cool. Um, my brother used to read this book to me before bedtime. Before yeah. we fall, uh, and my bedtime story. And I, Buddy's way more fleshed out in the, in the Stephen King book. But John right. Carpenter's, John Carpenter's a legend. He does the soundtrack. The film is about a possessed car that kills people. Um, Buddy gets a great, there's a great kill scene with Buddy in the movie. Um, it's got John Stockwell in it, who plays Arnie's buddy. Alexandra Paul plays the love interest of, uh, of kind of both of them in a weird way. It's got a, Harry Dean Stanton's yeah, in it. It's a great yeah. movie. Such a good movie. Uh, and, and Buddy is, he's got his group of like scumbag. This is like the epitome of bully gangs like there's a scummy douchebag at one point they they uh he takes a switchblade knife out and he knifes arnie's lunch and his yogurt spills out and he just he feels so bad arnie's like this nerdy meek kid with a terrible family everything's going wrong with like this bad guy. skin i remember like in the book it's like he's got really bad skin in the book something. he does yeah, yeah. yeah. and 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 this they kind of just yeah. give him a lovable loser look yeah and then he gets a makeover when the car just you know right just turns into this mean machine somebody takes like a shit in the car Yes, in the book. In the book. Yeah, I don't think it's in the movie. Okay. Yeah, the book, like I said, it's way more fleshed out, but it's such a great... Stephen King captured that real sense of like isolation, and it's just you and yep. your car, yep. and it, the love of a car, the love that a car does for you, yep. and when they trash the car, yeah. but then the car comes back to life yeah. and just kicks the shit yeah, out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Christine. That's, that's the nice thing, yeah. Number Christine's, three. Christine's great. Thanks. Christine is great. All right, man. Really good. Um, Thank you. We are in the twos. My number two uh, is a movie that um, <clears throat> has kind of like a double bully aspect, which I really enjoy. Ooh. And it is from 1980. The movie is My Bodyguard. That was going to be on my list. <laughs> I have a lot of like almost for your list. Mm-hmm. Like almost got there. Oh, it's so good. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Man. My bodyguard, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon plays Melvin Moody. Just a fucking... Oh, I hate this guy. Yeah. Um, Chris Makepeace. Yeah, great name, by the way. Makepeace, not war. <laughs> uh, Chris Makepeace, who we know, of course, from uh, Meatballs. And Vamp. Of course. That's a great vampire movie. Um, 
Chris, oh, he's such a Chris Makepeace. So he, he plays a character named Clifford Peach. Clifford Peach. Clifford Peach. I mean, come on. Is there a sweeter name? And he's very sensitive. He's a very sensitive boy. And he's, he's very wealthy. And yeah. he becomes the target of a bully because right off the bat, he's like driven to school in a limousine from yeah. his dad's company. Yep. And, you know, he's just trying to make his way. But he becomes the, the victim of, of Matt Dillon's Melvin Moody, as many of the kids in school are. They all fucking hate hate Moody, and Moody. Uh, yeah, you know he's just a dick for for the sake of being a dick. Hey, it's Peach Pit. What do you say? I'm just trying to make friends. Don't you want to be friends? Where'd you go to school before you came here, man? Southside Academy. Ooh, that's a lot of money to go there. Are you rich? No. Hey, that's not to be ashamed of, man. No, I'm not ashamed. Hey, listen, pal. It's obvious you got the bread. Question is, you got sense? I'm not gonna give him my lunch money. I have to eat. Gotta eat. Eat this. Um, Joan Cusack is in this movie. Yes. And you know, and <laughs> Matt, Matt Dillon at one point is like, "Hey, you want to go? You want to go to the the dance one time?" You know, and she's like, "Yeah, I'd love to, Moody." And she's like, "Have fun," you know, there, like whatever. Like, <laughs> He's just such a he's just such a shit. And was this before Over the Edge? Yeah, Over the Edge was was before this. Really, seventy nine. Over the Edge was seventy nine. Whoa! If you haven't seen Over the Edge, go check it out. Yep. Um, just saying. Over the Edge is great. But Melvin movie. Where everyone Melvin. everyone is a bully in that one. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's kids before kids. It's kids. Yeah. It's just chaos and destruction. Um, but yes, so Clifford Peach uh, Aww. has. Aww. <laughs> Hires a hires a uh, bodyguard, the titular character, uh, who is played by Adam Baldwin. Yeah. Before he's Adam Baldwin, and um, yeah, he's so good, he's so good. Yes, and then so they become friends, Chris Makepeace and Adam Baldwin, and then, um, and then Matt Dillon hires himself a bodyguard to then pick on, you know. Uh, Clifford Peach's bodyguard yeah. and you know oh that so, scene is dude, yeah it's so intense you know and um they throw his motorcycle into the lake yeah, it's and it's so just messed up. it's all messed up but it's it you know because it's 1980 it just has like this very nostalgic feeling to me about like I don't know it's maybe one of the first movies that I saw where I was like oh man like this is messed up like this guy's picking on this guy and but it does have um it does have a good Turnaround, you know, it, it like yes. Clifford is able to. I always get caught up because I don't know. I start calling the character. I intertwine the character name and then the actor's name, and then I, you know, I'm, I'm like Chris Peach. Um, <laughs> Chris Make Peach. He learns to, you know, handle himself. He learns to fight, fend for himself. Yeah, he he does what you would hope. Yeah, uh, you know, he has his arc. Yeah, right? he's not one. He's not one dimensional. No, and that's and that's one of the things why I love about this movie is that. You, you, you learn um, that Adam Baldwin, too. And Adam Baldwin, much like Buddy Ravel, has this kind of story about him. Nobody really knows. They just know, like, maybe he killed somebody or whatever. Yeah. We, we come to learn that his little brother was, was shot accidentally with a gun that he was playing with. So he has a lot of guilt and oh, weight. Man. And, yeah, he's just, he's like a broken human being, rightfully so, yeah. based on this trauma. That's why he's gotten this sort of reputation as, like, an angry bully. Um but he, in fact, is not the bully. And I should say, too, that 
the whole kind of premise is that Melvin Moody is bullying kids and for money. He's extorting them for money to protect them from Adam Baldwin's character. Yes. You know, so so it's like this whole thing. But then you realize, oh, that's he's not even the bully. So it's this, it's a bully switcheroo, really. It, it, it's a yeah. great twist. Yeah. It's a great twist. So. Yeah, uh, Adam Baldwin's character. My, I, there was this kid in elementary school named Mike Simmons, and I remember Mike never wanted to go come over to my house, or I never wanted me to go over to his house. He'd always come over to my house. And when one day I finally talked him into letting me come to yeah. his house, there was trash in the front yard, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and you walked yeah. over stuff, walking into. He had a hoarder's house. Uh-huh. It was a dump, mm-hmm. and I felt so bad. And I lost contact with him. And I always wondered what happened to him because he was the kid who stuck stood up for everybody at school. Oh wow! He was the one who was like, if you got pushed down, he walked over and pushed the other person back wow. for you. Wow! Yeah, he just was like a f- fearless ally to everybody just like hated injustice I yeah love that. he yeah. was such a great kid mike simmons yeah. if you're out there in the world you know i'd love to find you yeah. but um and great name too mike simmons yeah. but anyways like i always felt like adam baldwin's character in my bodyguard was that kind of similar character you know and uh and, and, and i don't adam baldwin like he's just so menacing looking too and oh that's such he was movie. older than everybody he was bigger than everybody yeah. you know and yeah and then, of course, you know, Matt Dillon hires his bodyguard, Mike. Hey, Mike. He's yeah. like, just this, this man. You know, he hires like a man. Yeah. He's like in his like 30s or something. You yeah. Know? He's just beating up kids. It's just, yeah. And, and, and Melvin is such a, he's, such, he's that quintessential bully yeah. scumbag. You yeah. know, you want to see get his comeuppance. Yeah. He does. From the first frame. You're yeah. like, hate, hate him. With the slick back hair. Hate him. Yeah. Any kid that had slick back yeah. hair back in the day, you just wanted to punch him. And he's like face. 14. You know, yeah, he's like, hey, hey. You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. why do I hate you so much? <laughs> right. I do. Yeah. Nice. So. Great choice. So. And that was your number two. It's number two. My number two, I've been excited to bring this movie up for a very long oh, time. Oh, my. Uh, I know this was one of the movies we actually watched early on in our relationship. Uh, that that kind of triggered me into wanting to do a podcast with you in the first place. Oh, I love and that! And it is the 1985 James Spader film Tough Turf. Fascinating. And the lead bully, again, a kind of one-dimensional bully, yeah. is um, Nick Hauser, played yeah. by Paul Mones. Paul Mones, yeah, Paul Mones. Yep. And, um, again, this film stars James Spader, Robert Downey Jr., Kim Richards from, unfortunately, Housewife fame. But she back then, she was, she was, she was like, she was so innocent and beautiful back then. She was the shit. This movie is so underrated and so good. Uh, if you've never seen it, you need to go out and just buy it because it's great. Uh, I did spend time breaking it down on another podcast, but uh, I will I will say what, <laughs> but, but Which, I will say the, not the one I plugged already, no, right? Not that one, right now. Uh, but I will say the villain in this so it is is just so evil, and Nick uh, Nick's girlfriend Frankie, the two of them in this little gang grift people. They take people's money. They're on the streets at night, and they're they're just bad all around characters. James Spader comes along. Morgan, he's new in town. He's like the bad boy, the lovable bad boy, because he's got some dimensions to him too. Um, right. I think the first thing we see is him doing some graffiti action. Well, he he the 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 gang is doing graffiti action, and he takes a coke uh, and sprays it in their faces. Ah, uh, yes. He's riding his bike yes, at night. That's this film has a killer soundtrack. Uh, this film has 
dance scenes we in it. We walk the night. <laughs> yeah, which I, for the longest time I thought James Spader actually sang, sang that song. You were disappointed. I'm so that. disappointed about we that. We walk the night. Was it the fact that his voice sounded completely different? I, to me, I'm like, it? that could be James Spader. Yeah, I guess it could be. It could be. I walk the night. I walk the night. Fighting the darkness that breaks our hearts. We hold each other uh, but but yeah, Nick is is from from the onset. James Spader kind of like so the whole the whole kickoff for this is Nick and his gang are grifting this guy for cash. James Spader's Morgan character comes along out of nowhere. And, and messes up their yeah. grift. Why would you do that, by the way? It's like, yeah, you he's kind of. I'm the new kid. I'm just going to mess up your grift. It yeah. Seems like, yeah, and he's kind of yeah. like that guy where, like, he asks for what comes to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he asks for it. He, he, uh, yeah, he stirs it up. For he no does. Reason. He's a shit stirrer. Yeah. And, yeah, and, like, and they talk doing? about that yeah. in the movie. He's been kicked out of schools because yeah. of that. Yep. Um, so he's got an attitude about him, which I think is also relatable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but Nick, just from that point on, Nick just wants revenge on on Morgan. And Morgan falls for his girl. Yeah. Understandably, Nick gets upset. Because yeah. he's like, you took my girl and you messed up my... You messed up my business. Yeah. You took my girl. Understandable yeah. that the bully would want to take revenge. I think that James Spader is actually the bully of this movie. I, You know what? <laughs> you know what? I will not argue with you on that. I think that's a cool way to spin it. In a way, the bully is the good guy. He's, he's bullying the gang members, yep. you know, messing up their business. I just want to interject here. I think this is a fascinating choice because of the fact that James Spader plays the bully in like every movie in the 1980s and you pick the one where he's not and I think that's a really interesting that's why I chose choice yeah yeah I love this movie on many levels but that's one of the reasons why I chose it because he typically didn't play the good guy quote unquote good guy he's one of the best scumbags ever yeah pretty in pink less less than than zero zero, right yeah I mean on and on yes yes bad influence right um and and in this he's the hero quote unquote Yep. Quote, quote. Uh, yeah. Because, quote, quote. Because he's right. got some moments that, you know. Yeah. And Frankie is like such a lovable, you know. She's the she's the one that, she right. was the one that you want to rescue right. from That's the bad it. situation. Yes, totally. And I could relate to that. Totally. I'm like, I always wanted the girl that right. had she, the, She's a little damaged. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I can't tell you how many yeah. girls I dated that were like in the process of breaking up with their boyfriend or had already just broken up with yeah. their boyfriend. And then they dumped me soon after to get back together with that guy. Right. But the, I was like the guy, oh, he brought me flowers and he made me this and he did that. Right. You know. But James Spader is the gray protagonist. Yeah. And Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is fantastic in it before he did Weird Science. It's amazing. You know, before it's he amazing. did Less Than Zero. Yep. Before he yep. was Iron Man yep. against Ultron. And everyone's like, oh my god, there's a scene in the movie where the Avengers is spray-painted on the wall. Isn't that weird, right? Yeah. That is weird. That is weird. I never really thought about that. So if you've never seen it, yeah. you should definitely see it because Tough Turf is... And, and also, the font was an inspiration for our logo. Yeah, $2 late fee logo. Yes. Well, the original, original. The logo original, original like, logo. Yeah. And if you're, not, is, if you're interested and you like our logo, yeah. go to our website and go to our merch page and check out our t-shirts because they're really badass. Cheap plug for our <laughs> If you like t-shirts. our logo, you can buy it on stuff. Yeah, get it. Notepad, t-shirt, stickers, everything. Yeah. Anyways, Tough Turf's my number two. Um, and I feel really strongly yeah. about it. Yeah, I 
I mean, there's no reason to not feel strongly about it. <laughs> Tough Turf is a cool, cool ass movie. Thanks, dude. Are um, we in the honorable mention category now? Okay, honorable mention. Yeah, uh, Stan from Avengers of the Nerds. Is, of course, is, is a good one for me. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, uh, Teddy from One Crazy Summer. Oh yeah, is a good one with the crab, the lobsters in the pool. I'm doing my laps. <laughs> Dad. Doing my laps, Dad. Yeah, not to <laughs> blow out the microphone, but um, no, that guy's so good. You know, he's yeah, he's really good. Um, I, you know, he's he's kind of a cartoon, which is why yeah, that movie's a cartoon. Yeah, it's just it is. It's one big animated. There's a lot of animation in it, but it's just like yeah, you know, you you don't really feel like he's he's just a, you know, he's just the token yeah uh, bully. One of my favorite bullies of all time. I just want to mention this. This does not apply here um, because it's, it's not a school bully but um, but Bill Paxton in Weird Science as Chet is just like my favorite he's like my favorite well that that movie's chock full of bullies like because it's not just it's, it's Robert Downey Jr. is a bully Robert Russler Robert Russler is a bully and then Chet and then it's Chet so but he, that that's perfect that you say that because it fits into the category of of bullies like the adult bullies because we yeah. said there may be adult yes. bullies in this but he's yeah, dude. He's not quintessential. Are you done with your picks? I'm done with my honorable mentions. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've got I've I've got a few honorable yeah. mentions. I will say, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Oh, Jessica Walter. You may not know her name, but she's from Arrested Development. This is a dip into the '90s. She was the uh, like the headmaster yeah. at the college in PCU. So good. PCU. Uh, it's that's she's a great villain bully. Yeah. Adult bully. Yep. Um, Packard Walsh from The Wraith, the Wraith. <laughs> played yep. by Nick Cassavetes. Uh, if you don't know The Wraith and my love of The Wraith, I think I've probably mentioned it before. It's it's yeah he's so he's so bad and he's so bad he's good. Um, I was gonna bring up uh, the principal in um, The Breakfast Club, of course. Oh, uh, well, the principal or, or the sorry or the. Or sorry, not the principal, but the head of detention, uh, Mr. Vernon from A Breakfast Club, Paul Gleason. Great bully, asshole, adult. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic asshole. Iconic totally. asshole. Um, R.I.P., unfortunately. Uh, another, another movie that we actually brought up in our interview with John Philbin a little bit. Uh, John Philbin plays a great villain with James Spader in a movie called The New, New Kids. Kids. Yes, and yes. if you haven't seen The New Kids, that's another great exploitation movie. And John Philbin is so evil and sick and twisted in that movie, and has some great moments yep. with Lori Loughlin. Yep. Um, and the last one I'm going to bring up—it's very near and dear to my heart. It's a quick backstory: <laughs> parents got divorced, uh, and my mom dated. Um, Various guys, and uh, until meeting my stepdad, who's who's great. But uh, up until that point, she had some doozies, and some of those guys were pure assholes. And in the eighties, a movie came out with um, the the about a mom with two sons. Like, and I felt like, oh, that's my life. And Corey Haim is the youngest son, and the oldest son is played by. Uh, Christopher Wait. Colette, who is in oh, Manhattan oh Project. God. Were you talking about The Lost Boys? <laughs> no, no. But then oh. that's another one I related to. Like, um, and and because oh, just speaking, yeah. yeah because uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland in Stand by Me is also great. That's another great yeah. villain. Yeah. yeah, bully. Yeah, totally, yeah. dude. Ace, the, Ace. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sorry, another Stephen King. Rep. No, yeah. no, not at all. Um, but the 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 asshole bully 
pure asshole who just gets his ass handed to him at the end is Peter Weller in the 1984 film First Born. I really got to see that again. That movie... I really got to see that again. ...made such a huge impact on my life. I'm sure it did. Oh, man, I can relate to that up and down. And Terry Garr is like this lovable mom. Oh, my God. So I don't want to go too much into it because I know it's just honorable mention, but First Born, First Born's a great... Why is RoboCop being so mean? Yeah, and this is right when Peter Weller was like, cool, he just did Buckaroo Banzai right after that. I forget when that came out. But anyways, uh, First Born, yeah. But now, all good. Okay. The number one well, asshole in our lives. The number one bully in the movie <laughs> world is. Um, okay, so yeah, my number one is. To me, there's really no better '80s bully that also encapsulates what is happening in our current world, uh, and that is uh, Biff from Back to the Future, 1985. I knew um, that had to be on your list. We yeah. are uh, in the alternate universe of Back to the Future 2, yeah. where Biff is running everything, yep. and we are paying for it dearly. Um, yeah, I mean, yep. Thomas F. Wilson, I mean, you know, I love the character of Biff, obviously because he's portrayed in many different decades, and it's like it adds so many different layers, and we, we understand a lot about, you know, where Biff came from, uh, and it's just, you know, McFly, like, it's just the most, you get it. You just get it. And, um, he's got no redeeming qualities. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot to love about Biff, but as a performance, it's like, it's unbelievable. He's, he's an icon. Um, agreed and wholeheartedly, you know, I, I'm sad that he's not bigger in the world of movies now like he you know he's done a lot of voice work and he's a spongebob square pants and things like that but um, he's got a great head of hair too by the way yeah great head of hair <laughs> great beautiful head of hair uh, like yourself oh thank you you, you and you and ben um <laughs> silver fox he's but, stand-up comedian too right stand-up comedian yes, stand-up comedian yeah but yeah I, I don't you know like back to the future is such an amazing movie and probably deserves its own episodes but isn't it just the it is isn't it I know it's your number one favorite uh, 80s movie and quite, quite possibly your favorite movie of all time. Well, but my actually my number one favorite movie of all time is Better Off Dead. That's yes. And I did yes. not mention Roy Stallion here because uh, same kind of thing because he's just wee, he's wee. he's just he's just a cartoon. <laughs> he obviously he deserves an honorable mention. I probably should have mentioned him because I mentioned fucking Teddy from <laughs> well, One yeah. Crazy Summer. I don't even really like One Crazy Summer, but. Um, same director, but it's, yes, but yeah, Savage Steve Holland. It's just yeah. So Roy Stalin, um, Stalin, <laughs> is you know he's just like a he's a he's a cartoon too. It's yeah. the same kind of thing. So it's not it's not really relatable to me. I you know I laugh when I see him. I don't go like oh you know like sure. you see Johnny Lawrence like oh man. Yeah, but I think that's a good thing. It's cathartic, you know. And, totally. And Biff, Biff, totally. you laugh every time you see Biff yeah. because he gets his comeuppance. Yep. Zemeckis was yep. so good about that. You make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> My yeah. God, so good. That's so good. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Bracing so, myself. So my number one. Um, now, just to be clear, it can't be best of the best. Dude, did I tell you that already? It can't be, it can't be the best of the best. No, and in this, right. move, in this one, I, won't, I think you'll, once I say it, you'll realize that no, it's not best of the best, even though Chris Penn kind of plays a bully in that. He does actually, Travis. Uh, I, just, I can't believe I just referenced it. But, um, the top, Zach's top movie of every watch list we've ever done is always best of the best. So that's why I'm saying 
it can't be that. And it's not my favorite movie of all time, but it is definitely up there. My number one bully of all time, it's a kind of a twofer. Okay. From the 1985 film, (laughs) Real Genius, it's Kent Kent. and Dr. Hathaway. Kent and Dr. Hathaway. So Kent, played by Robert Prescott... And Ken, uh, Robert Prescott was in Bachelor Party with uh, Tom T. Hanks. Uh, heard of him, right? And uh, him. But Kent is the quintessential asshole, bully, nerd, just jerk. And then, of course, William Atherton plays Dr. Hathaway. And William Atherton is the, the professor, right, of the college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I jumped, I didn't get into the story but it's about this this kid mitch who's the youngest um accepted student to this mit type school val kilmer is his roommate and val kilmer is like the head of the school he's the he's the cool guy and and together they're they're building this laser uh and they don't know why and it turns out it's got their you know professor hathaway has this you know dark nefarious reasons for making this thing but and so professor hathaway is a bully on one level yeah to the group. Kent is a bully on the other, specifically to Mitch. Mitch being the 15-year-old kid and Kent... Who looks like he's 11. He looks Let's like he's clear. 11. Like yeah. he's a baby. Yeah, Gabe Jarrett, I think yep. is... Yeah, Gabe Jarrett plays yep. Mitch. Um, and But Kent is... Kent just is notoriously terrorizing Mitch throughout this whole thing because he's jealous because that's what bullies do, right? They're jealous of something. Uh-huh. Hey! Yes? Just put down the sandwiches and go. Me? No, Yoda. Yeah, you! <laughs> Just well, I don't have any. Brains? <laughs> well, no, sandwiches. Well, then what good are you? What are we supposed to eat? Listen, are you or are you not from the restaurant? No, I'm Miss Taylor. I'm a student. You're the new stud, are you? How do you mean? Stud. Hotshot, brain. You're 12 years old, right? I'm 15. Are you expecting him or... Yeah, any minute now. Can I get you something? A I'm balloon? supposed to take a look <laughs> at your work up to date. Uh, check it over. Check it over. Well, yes. For what? Mistakes, I guess. He said you guys were stuck. No, 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 no. No, let's get something very clear here, okay? When Jerry's not here, you do what I say. It goes from God to Jerry to me. Get it? Hello, Jerry. I told you before, Kent, you don't get to use my first name. This one specific scene... Mitch has had a meltdown working on the laser. It's not going the way it's supposed to. And he goes and calls his parents because he wants to move back home, revealing that his parents have rented out his room to um, the... Room to who? <laughs> and they rented out his room. And Kent, being the uber douche that he is, records the conversation, then plays it the next day at breakfast uh, in, the, yeah. in the mess hall, in the cafeteria to yeah. everyone. And everyone's laughing except for, obviously, Chris Knight, played by Val Kilmer, and uh, the, the Mitch's love interest in the film as well. And the, like his little group of buddies yeah. that respect him and like him. Uh, and Kent is like so... He wears a dickie at one point. And if you don't know what yeah. a dickie is, just search it. Uh, it is basically the turtleneck top part that people wear, but it's just the top. So you would wear it underneath a t-shirt, I guess. <laughs> like maybe some people have been have been trying to to wear them uh, as masks nowadays. Oh yeah, and actually. realizing that they don't really help because they don't they don't really qualify. No, they don't. Yeah, to oh, that's scientists. right. It is like a dickie, isn't so, it? That thing yeah. that you pull over. Yeah, yep. that's funny. I never even thought about that. It's totally a dickie. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, don't wear those, by the way. They're yep. not good for you. But definitely wear a mask. Yeah, wear a mask. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, he's he, he gets his comeuppance at the end where they, they insert a microchip into his mouth, into his fillings uh, when he's asleep. And they talk to him, pretending to be God. So he thinks it's God because it's coming into his head. <laughs> And they're like, Kent, yeah. stop playing with yourself. It is God. It is God. Um, and well, they, they first they they put a, his car in his oh. in his dorm room, and I'm like, that is Kent, really impressive. You know, you're not allowed to park that on campus. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely go into this movie yeah. at a don't deep... rue the day. <laughs> rue the day. Who talks like that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, really. What about that time I caught you naked with a bowl of Jello? <laughs> it was hot. And I was hungry. Um, yeah, there's line uh, after line. We are definitely, that is yeah. my number two favorite yeah. movie of all time. Yeah. So we are going to go into greater Great. detail. But Kent is just the quintessential scumbag bully who gets his comeuppance in such a great way. Pop, pop. Um, and Hathaway does too. Pop, pop. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was I was going to reference the fact that uh, Deborah Foreman's in this in that movie, and Hathaway is uh, you know sleeping with her. Yep. Uh, Deborah Foreman was in a bully film with Adam Baldwin called Three Fifteen. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. If you've never seen it, I, I seen highly that. recommend it. It's an uh, it's not you know it's not going to make our list, yeah. but but it's definitely worth checking out. Um, that's available now on Blu-ray. Anyways, um, it just came out actually, but uh, yeah, cool. three uh, real genius. Uh, just specifically Kent the bully Dr. Hathaway the bully are great bullies they're such assholes with zero redeeming quality Kent a little bit at the end has a little bit of aww he's lovable Kent but you know Hathaway does not rightfully so you almost feel bad for William Atherton to just be so typecast as that role, you know? Apparently he said he, the reason why he shied away from, at one point he was considered to play another bully in a film, uh, but he turned it down because he, he, he uh, because of his character in Ghostbusters. Yeah. I guess kids were yelling at him. They're like, he's got no dick, you know, and <laughs> on the streets. And it just ruined his peck, right? Another kind of villain. And he was also in Die Hard too. William Atherton is a great baddie yes um, but yeah he turned down a pretty I forget the Sniveling. role but he turned out a pretty substantial oh, role and man. he said specifically it was because he didn't want to get typecast which yeah. he kind of did in a way he did the guy is a really talented actor what has he anyways. done that's not that um he's had other roles like you know, deep dove into him. But. Day of the Locust, which is a 70s uh, movie with Donald Sutherland, where it's sure. kind of, uh, and then he was in the Sugar Hill Express. But what about, but I'm saying like after oh, that. Oh, post. Like, yeah, like once he got typecast, like. Not really, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's kind of the, the Hart Bachner in a way. Um, but a really yeah. talented actor. Yeah. William Atherton. Yeah. Um, if you listening, hello, we love you. Yes. Yeah, and we don't, we would love to talk to you. Um, you just talked to us, but but Robert Prescott also, you know, Robert Prescott, really talented guy, and um, he's got those horrible braces on his face, uh, and uh, yeah, real genius to me it, it encapsulates what this show is, what this episode is about. Uh, kids just trying to fit in and getting fucked with for no reason. Totally. Like, let Mitch just be Mitch. Poor Mitch. Poor Gabe Jarrett. <laughs> That's my number one. Well, oh yeah, he was in Biodome. There it is. Which I honestly want to see now. Have you watched the show, the documentary on Hulu about the real Biodome? I have not. It is fascinating, I have not. and I didn't realize that they made a movie kind of parodying the whole experience the whole with Holly Shore and Stephen Baldwin, which I kind of want to watch now. Yeah, but not really, but I don't. sort of. But. <laughs> 
Anyways. It is fascinating. Um, it's great. Yeah. Bullies. That's our list. Bullies. And you know, you've obviously... Hey, you know what? Here's a little little thing we can yeah. tag on to it. Tell us what your top five bully films are after you listen to this episode. Let it, We want to know. Maybe they're, add yeah. to the discussion. Go on our Instagram um, or Facebook, which is really confusing, but I know we have listeners that follow us on Facebook as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're not, you know, shitting on Facebook no. by any means. I personally, I don't, like, I get overwhelmed on there. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. There's just like a million notifications to things that don't mean anything to me. <laughs> Nothing I'm pertaining. Getting invited into groups that <laughs> yeah. I don't care about. I don't know what's, I don't know who anybody is. Yeah. So. Not um, pertaining to $2 Leafy, but. Right. On our show, yeah, we interact with you and um, we want you to know that, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know uh, what your top five bully characters or movies are um, from maybe their modern ones, too. Yeah. Please, we, 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 we're not, uh, we love the 80s, but we, we love talking about other decades, too. Yeah. 70s. 60s? Oh, because there's so the many. 20s? The 20s? Hey, hey, tell us a yeah. movie that you really Doing love. Doing the Charleston. <laughs> and we're also coming up on our one-year anniversary. It's like in it's like in two weeks, right? It's the 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 That's Richard so Tyson crazy. episode will be we'll, our will be our official our one year, one year anniversary. That's crazy. So we might have to tag on a little. It's a, uh, it's a fast year. It's been epi- fast year. Yeah, it has been a yeah. fast year. And thank you all for a listening to the show, and thank you new listeners who are on our yep. show, because. Um, as Dirk Diggler says in Boogie Nights, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. <laughs> that is what he says. I think. You know, he does. You would know. Yeah. At the award ceremony. Oh, when he wins yes. Best cock. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So two weeks, we got Richard Tyson, Buddy Ravel. Check him out. You'll like that. We hope you enjoyed our episode on bullies. And, yeah. Uh, you know what? If you are a bully, go say sorry. Hmm. Yeah. And if you were ever bullied, um, be thankful that you, you got through that. I, I feel like I learned a lot from being bullied, so yeah. Yeah, it makes you uh, certainly more cynical and hardened. <laughs> and you know what? Do something nice for somebody. Even if, whether oh, you know them or not, yeah. do something nice yes. for somebody. Because like we did in the beginning, a shout out to Yamin. Um, you know, random act of kindness is that ripple effect. It's the it's the stone yep. it's the pebble in the yep. pond. Yep. But it's I know it's yep. cliche, but it's true, man. Yep. Like it, 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 look, we can all spread some love in this world. We hope we spread some love uh, for an hour and change listening to us. Yeah. So hey, until the next time, uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. Okay. I didn't know who's coming. I was like, is he gonna say something? Oh yeah, it's gonna change your your catchphrase. We'll catch you on the flip side. All right, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeedPodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 